Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about selling for a loss. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. The website is PlumInvestmentGroup.com. Hump day. Yes, sir. What's up? Man, it's it's a good day. I know it's going to be a good day when Bear doesn't bark at me the entire time I'm here. Well, you did walk in with French fries, and and I was on a call before you came in, and the guy started the phone call with, hey, just to let you know, I've got construction going on at my house. My dogs may be barking. I go, okay, well, I'll go ahead and apologize for the same thing because Justin's about to walk in the door, and Bear is going to go crazy. <laughs> so it's a lot more pleasant over here when he doesn't just destroy me by barks. It's pleasant for me, too. That, I mean, it's annoying. <laughs> so people that don't know, Bear, my dog, he Justin's been here at least once a week for two years now, mm-hmm. and Bear... Barks at him the first 10 minutes every time. And he's the only person that he does that to. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I don't know. I think it's just a, I think he's just establishing dominance and he just realizes I'm not going to succumb to his dominance. He's, mm. It's his house. I get that. But speaking of two years, this today is one year ago we did episode 91. Think about that for a second. A year ago we did episode 91. Oh, and this is 250. Something, yeah. No, this is oh, this is actually 250 on that? Well, yeah. Hey, 250. <laughs> we should have done something special for today. Uh, yeah, 250 shows. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I hope it's 250. I hope by the time I hit save and realize what number this actually is, it's, that it's not 251 or something. It's but yeah. ish. 250-ish. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's dead on 250. Yeah, it was. that one was Hustle, Dream Big, and Blind Offer Dating. Uh, is that back when we did like free talk Wednesdays? Yeah, but it wasn't a Wednesday, I don't think, because today's Friday. Today's Wednesday. Today's show is Wednesday. Yeah, we record on a Friday. Oh, the show people, that people are listening to it on a Wednesday. Yeah, 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 got you. So the show was a Friday show. Oh, okay. The ninety one was a Friday yep. show. Gotcha. Yep. So, but it the the reason I bring that up is you know we talk about hustling and dreaming big and these blind letter offers, but you know sometimes in a business. Is it okay to sell for a loss? I, I guess you're asking more. I, looking at me while yeah, talking well, out loud. I'm, yeah, I mean yeah. you're you're in a yeah. you're in the room with me. Yeah. I don't have anybody else to really talk to. You got bear right bear, here, but he's asleep yeah. right now. Yeah. He's calm. He's he's happy. Is it okay to sell for a loss? Well, I don't want to say it's okay, but it is sometimes necessary. necessary. Yeah. yeah, it beats hanging on forever just to make break even or something, right? Yeah, especially if you can take that money put it in something else and then make money. What's the unrealized loss by just sitting there versus what your loss would be if you just cut ties and moved on and put the money back to work? Yeah. Have you ever lost money on a, on a deal? So the closest I've been to losing money on a deal would be that Oklahoma deal. Okay. Um, I ended up making, so like the purchase price was sixteen two fifty, and mm-hmm. I sold it for 18 but mm-hmm. I had attorney fees. I had a year of- That money not working. Right, right. So that wasn't one like I could necessarily sell for a loss because it was tied up, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't have sold it earlier. Yeah. But yeah, that's my worst one. See, I think I've had three for about a total of $1,100 in losses after so many deals. And 
you know, sometimes you get in a situation where you're sitting on it or it's got it's got access issues you missed at the beginning. Early on, that's and that's why we're so strict on what we look for mm-hmm. now. But, you know, I was talking to a client that we used to do like a Monday motivational call for the first year when he went on his own. And he sold a recently sold a property and he, and he took a substantial loss on it. But that had a lot of carry cost and it was just bought wrong. And he was happy about it because it put back some more of his money, took the the onus or the the weight of that property being there, got it back out and put him back in place. So now life's good. Like it's like, it's good. And you're like, you just took a loss, you know, it's a big one, but you're still happy and still moving forward. So that's kind of the the topic of today is like sometimes that that money just sitting there and that piece of property not working and that money not working because that piece of property is just stale and your price too high. Sometimes you, you can lower that price and just get rid of it and get back to work. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to let our egos in the way. Oh, no yeah. no one wants to take a loss. Yep. Nobody, but sometimes it's just the best thing to do because if you can think past it, bigger picture, mm-hmm. well, let's say let's say let's just I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's say you take five, ten thousand dollar loss, but then the next property you make five or ten thousand extra with that money and mm-hmm. the third time you're making more money, right? It's just you're back in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the thing, you're gonna lose some confidence in yourself maybe when you take Maybe, right? Yeah. It doesn't sound like the guy you're talking to really did because he was happy, but yeah. you could take a little a a loss. Little ego and, check, yeah. yeah. But you're going to get it right back on the next deals. Yeah, and I, I've seen that a couple times. Like I had had a guy tell me about a property they bought, and, he, and he, he missed it was in the wetland. It was like a wetland checker thing. He just missed it. And he had investors' money involved, and it's like, okay, well, they had an offer right off the bat, and the investor didn't want to take the offer, and he did. And it was like they were going to make a few thousand bucks, and the investor's like, no, I want to double my money at least. Well, sometimes if you got a dud, you just got to take it and go. You just move on. I mean, I've had properties like that that were worth $180,000, $200,000, and we end up selling them for $100,000. We're in them for sixty, and you still made forty grand. Was it the best forty grand you could have made, or you made ten grand or twenty grand? But sometimes it, it costs you the opportunity cost for later on or that compounding effect, and it just— kind of sucks. Like you said, your ego kind of gets bruised a little bit because you're like, oh, I should have made this. But if you can keep from making, keep from losing money, you know, great. You'll make it, you'll make it up on the next deal. Yeah. I think the scenario you just described is us as land investors being spoiled. Oh, dude. You're like, we're paid it. Yeah. I bought it for 60, hoping it was going to sell for 200. I only made a $40,000 profit on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's us as land investors just being rotten. Oh, dude. I was going through the soft contracts and agreements that, because we have, we have deals together that we normally don't do, but with project one, we have some deals together and just going through the total numbers with like what people were offering on the other stuff. They're walking at what we thought they made offer, what we might sell it for. I was just going through the numbers. It's like, man, it's not what we really originally thought we were going to do with COVID going on, but it's still like a quarter million in profit. And you're like, Oh man, it should be a little bit more, but it was like a cash on cash return is just ridiculous because we use leverage. Mm-hmm. And then the, if you looked at what you actually put in and you got out after with mailing cost and, Pat live cost and things like that where, you know, you're still like a 90, 80, 90% return on investment. And you're like, wow, that's pretty good for, you know, four months, mm-hmm. five months. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. No. And that's, and that's what you said is like, you have to look at it from the rest of the investing world and we do get spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. I say that a lot. I'm like, well, when I'm thinking about selling something for not exactly what I would want it for, I was mm-hmm. go, well, if this was a house, we would take that. Oh yeah, uh, you know. If I made twenty five percent on a house. I'm I'm ecstatic. Yeah, I try and tell that to new people too when I'm on the phone with them, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, I think about doing houses." And I'm like, "Why?" Well, I, I always go, "So, what's the house cost in your where you live?" Uh-huh. Like, I was on the phone with a guy today. He's like, "Well, average price of a home is about three hundred thousand," and I said, 
and then you've got to put in forty, fifty thousand dollars to get it to market value, and then you're gonna sell it and make twenty to thirty mm-hmm. percent if you're lucky. Like right, and yeah. I think the average person is looking for twenty, twenty five percent. I mean, do you really want to risk three hundred and fifty thousand for a twenty percent return? I said we would consider that a loss. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you just would. Yeah, I'm seeing some of the the other educational pieces like offering funds, and they're offering like you know fifteen or twenty percent, or I'll give you thirty percent on your money. And, you know, whatever those their funds or private loans or whatever they're trying to do. And I think that the normal person is scared of that. Like, wait, well, they can't do that. That's that's too much money they're giving me for that. When most private investors, they're looking for a 10 percent return, you know, but in land, they can guarantee it because they know they're going to have the ROI is there. They're just how you're getting the deal structured and what it looks like in the asset class and being trustworthy of the person that's being a steward of your money. Yeah. Well, some of those people offering that fund can say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too convinced every one of them can, but that kind of stuff is out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we can with land. We can do it. I mean, it's it's not unheard of, but we also do sell property or for an actual loss. Very yeah. few and far in between, but it definitely happens. And I, I said three, and mine were all access issues. And that was off your second or third mailer? It's my first mailer. It was? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've got it dialed in now. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I was talking to a guy about that today too. You know, he's like, well, what's the biggest issues you see? And well, people who are new and they'll buy something that they think is maintained road, but it's a two track 10 miles off the road mm-hmm. and it's got three gates in between that you can't get through. Yep. That's, that's, that's the, the four letter word we hate is gate. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the thing is that you get into those early on and that's why I'm so, so passionate about access. And, you know, I get people, I, we did, since we did Seth's show a couple of weeks ago, they had, I've had a bunch of people reach out with these crazy deals like, oh yeah, okay, take a look at this. You want to fund this for me? And it's like, hey man, I want to know that I can get off the maintained road onto my property. I don't want to have to pull over on the side of a highway so I can cross a bar ditch to get on it because there's a permit that's required to get on that road. Like I want to be able to drive onto the property. Sorry, I'm picky. That's just what I want. Because if I can't drive on it, a buyer can't drive on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rule number one. Rule number one. So I guess to answer the ultimate question, you cannot run your business by losing on properties and selling for a loss because no, you eventually you run out of money. But every now and again, it's the right, it's the right audible. Yeah. Do we even want to get into a paper loss? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into paper losses. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get into that. You don't want to have those talks. Nah, with me. nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. So let's just go ahead and end it. Okay. All right. Well, that's Wednesday guys. Uh, hope it was a good one. We appreciate you. We love you. Do us a favor. If you will go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, give us a like, a follow, subscribe, and then Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Friday. See you guys.